So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. Welcome to Studio J. My name is Chris. I am with Illiterate Light. Uh, Jake Cochran, Jeff Gorman, thank you so much for stopping by. Appreciate it. Yeah, glad to be here. Where are you guys from? We are from Harrisonburg, Virginia. It's a small college town in the Shenandoah Valley. Yeah. Jake grew up in northern Virginia and Alexandria, and I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, and we met there in 2010. And started playing music. So that's been home for us over the last uh, 10 years. Jake now lives in Nashville, okay. but Central Virginia is still really our home base. Yeah, that's home. And when you got together and started making music, your bassist left after six months. Yep. And you said, so what? Watch this. I'll play with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was um, certainly not something we expected um but you know we decided to just roll with it and and jake and i had been playing in a handful of bands um and it we, we just kind of kept whittling it down and at some point we realized that he and i had a, such a strong musical connection yeah. and we walked into the local gear shop and found this synthesizer that you could play with your feet and we we love the white stripes and the black keys but we wanted to do something different and we wanted to find a way to cover the bass. And so uh, we bought that and started tapping, tap dancing with yeah. it. And that's how we produce the bass that we play live. Yeah, the sound is so full. It sounds like there's four or five people in the band, but it's just the two of you. And, and Jake, you're playing drums that are upright? Yeah, is that correct? So I, I stand up when I play. It's a regular drum kit, uh, all the same pieces that a normal drummer would play, but... Uh, I've just gotten taller stands and, and rearranged it a little bit so that it, it fits uh, what makes sense for having one foot planted and one foot on the kick drum. Was that always the intention or did that evolve? It was the same same moment of evolution where uh, we decided that Jeff could play bass with one foot uh, with that synthesizer. And it was kind of like, well, I need to sort of, you know, pull my drum set to the front of stage and mirror him. We need to have interaction. If there's just going to be two yeah. of us, it felt weird having me in the back trying to sing harmonies and make eye contact with Jeff. and um, So, yeah, the, the standing thing was kind of just like, I'm going to start trying stuff until something works. And pretty immediately we did that, and yeah. I was like, this is cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Has it ever been a problem for you when you're playing out? Has there been a scenario where you're a like, man, that's a not A few too work. many beers in any of us, <laughs> and it's a big problem, which we, yeah. we're, we're pretty careful about beforehand. Like, it well, keeps us sober, I'll be honest, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, there's no going out on stage not in a in the wrong state of mind, you know? We're really, I mean, it's like an athletic event. Yeah. But in the early days, you know, now um, Jeff here talking, playing guitar and bass with my feet, I, I feel really comfortable, and I can make eye contact with the crowd and really let loose and headbang and stuff like that. But in the early days, you know, I was kind of, it was like a shoegaze thing. And in a literal sense, I was staring yeah. at my feet because right. I was playing and doing it in such a different way. And so when Jake came to the front, it allowed me a little bit of space to actually focus on that other instrument. And, you know, he wasn't tucked away in the back. And there was this whole new energy right in the front of the stage. Right. Um, and so now, now that I'm able to actually look up and make eye contact with people, now we're doubling down and there's loads of energy. 
And, and speaking of audience participation, one of the things I think is really cool is you did a series of shows powered by bicycles. Yep. Can yep. you explain this whole thing to us? Because that just sounds like insanity. <laughs> yeah. No, so it's, it's actually really pretty simple. We, we ten, 10 or so years ago, we had an experience with some friends where we, we actually built a little generator stand that you could put a bicycle on and the, somebody could pedal and it would spin another wheel and that could go and through some circuitry power a one speaker. And so we found a company out in California called Rock the Bike that, that builds these professionally. And um, we started buying them right before the pandemic, trying to build up towards this idea of like, how, how big of a show could we power? How, what could, could we tour and bring this with us? Just kind of, Jeff and I are, are definitely dreamers. And, and um, when it comes to how we understand and, and use energy, the, the, the thing that was so cool to us when, the first time we did the bike power uh, was that there was such a direct connection. I'm the one pedaling to make this sound happen. And, yeah. and that changed the way I thought about electricity. And it like I can feel, you know, I can feel it going through my body yeah. and coming out of the thing. So mm-hmm. really, we're just looking for a way to share that experience, kind of bring people into what we're doing. Um, and uh, we, we have we we have the bikes and the the generators with us on this tour, and we're finding little oh, little pop ups to do wow. here and there. Yeah. So for folks that come out on Wednesday night at Cat's Cradle, yeah. we are going to have a couple people from the crowd powering a portion of the show. There's just going to be a few songs that we play that are bike powered, um, but we don't want to show our cards too much right now. So you have to come out and experience it for yourselves. But of the couple hundred people that come out that night two or four will have a moment where they're right up there with us making the show happen. That's going to be an amazing feeling for a fan Mm. to be able to watch you pedal and know that they are the power behind the music they're getting back and receiving from you. Totally. That's amazing. It gives us a real jolt of energy, and it's just really fun, you know, and it's it's a way for us to start a, a bigger conversation, which is the question that we ask ourselves all the time, what's the world going to look like in 30 years? Yeah. <laughs> what's it going to be like to be a touring artist in 30 years? And we don't expect everybody out there to power all of their home appliances by bicycle or anything like that. But we want to start the conversation and have a good time while we yeah. do it and have music yeah. be the centerpiece of it. You got together in 2015. It's been seven years now. What's been the biggest surprise for the two of you? Outside of the pandemic. That one hit out of nowhere a little bit. <laughs> Man, what has been the biggest surprise for us? Maybe the most recent thing for me is, is um, so right before the pandemic, I had moved to Nashville and we were, uh, we had just put out our first album. And so the pandemic did hit and kind of changed and slowed us down in a way. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's, it's really, it's not a surprise. It's more of just the, uh, the way things work, pushing through the pandemic, Jeff and I getting ready to release our next album, which, which we're... Uh, self-releasing in partnership with 30 Tigers, which is this incredible yep. uh, label that we're just so happy to be working with out of Nashville. And really, it's it was it's more of the um, kind of like the slow grind that it takes to to, to stay at this thing. Right. Um, I don't know. Is, is that that's a good way of putting it? I mean, I felt I feel like for us, if for anybody that's been tracking with us, it, you know, it was almost like. 2015 to 2018 was just this very much organic um, DIY sort of grind and finding our sound and booking everything ourselves and all of the hard work that comes into just living on the road. And then there was like this rocket ship that was taking off and it just kind of went up real fast. And then the world exploded 
and then it didn't go down, but it just kind of sat there. The surprise for me has just been discovering our own resiliency and discovering that in the midst of the world exploding and, and our first record not really getting, you know, for us to be able to share it with people the way that we wanted to, yeah. that we're still just as creative and passionate as ever and that we've got a whole new record that's just showing the growth that we undertook throughout the last two years. Yeah. And this new album coming out in January of next year, right? That's right. The new single, Light Me Up, just amazing. Thank Can you, you talk a little bit about the rest of the album? Yeah, the second song, Heaven Bends, is coming out. We're, we always do this. We always <laughs> just jump the gun on, like, time to, you know, release. <laughs> I don't know when we can say what. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in October, we have another song, uh, Heaven Bends, coming out. And that's going to showcase a little bit more of even, like, the synthesizer and keyboard realm that we were able to explore in the studio for this new record. Um, the album's very heavy and very, very dark. Um, our live show has has always been really heavy and energetic. Yeah. And it's it's hard to capture that in the studio. I feel like on this record, we really dialed that in and we said, okay, cool. Like, we want the guitars to be massive. Uh, we love sonic drum changes. And so there were times throughout the record um, like for the next song that's coming out, actually for both Light Me Up and Heaven Bends, there's a complete scene change in the song. Hmm. In the bridge of Heaven Bends, it was recorded in a totally different location than the rest of the song. And I'm sorry, that was for Light Me Up. And for Heaven Bends, the second half of the song was recorded in another location. And we were conscious of that when we were doing it. But we're smashing these two worlds together and trying to find harmony between them. I think a lot of that, a, a lot of this record is basically about that concept. So, um, but it's really, really heavy, very fun music, very yeah. stimulating, a lot of twists and turns, um, heavy and dark. Why is it heavy and dark? Because <laughs> life is heavy and dark. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I think it was a lot of, um, you know, throughout, throughout the pandemic, um, there was just the weight of the world. There was yeah. that. There was... Um, personal family my dad passing away in december of 2020 um, after about a about a 10-year battle with a neurodegenerative disease and mm -hmm. so um just feeling the weight of that for all those years and then finally releasing it into this record yeah um it's a big cathartic release for us yeah um and i but I, I think that both jake and i are pretty hopeful people but in our art, that's where you just let your demons out, and that's where sure. you get to scream. You know? Sure. So that's what we did. Yeah, and people will wind up interpreting things for themselves based on their own situations that they're in, finding their own way to connect. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's in a literal way or in a creative way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we so. hope so. It's a lot of, yeah, a lot of the catharsis of it, a lot of the, like, get it out and share it with somebody and yeah. come to our show and do that together. You know, it's that's that's our, it's not like screamo, emo, super sad, It's but it, it has a weight to it. Yeah. You know? Uh, Jake and Jeff, Illiterate Life, thank you so much for stopping by Studio J. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.